0: Hello and welcome to Digital Insights featuring topics from the BoagWorld.com blog. My name is Paul Boag and on this podcast I offer advice on user experience and digital transformation. Today I want to talk to you about getting your users involved in content creation because one of the most common and damaging mistakes I see on websites is a lack of understanding about the user. In particular, a lack of understanding about where the user is on their journey. There's a belief that a website is much like any other marketing channel, that within marketing, the role of content is to convince the prospective customer, convince them that they need the product or service. But those visiting your website have already expressed an interest. They've opened a browser. They've searched on your product or service, and they've visited your site. The role of a website actually has more in common with sales than it does marketing, with objection handling, which is a traditional role of sales. It's a role um, that addresses the user's questions or concerns, and that's what our website does. And then, of course, our website's next job is to help them take the next step as straightforwardly and painlessly as possible. This means the content on our websites needs to be addressing visitors' questions, not pushing our own agenda. It's about them and not you. But to do that, we need to understand the user. We need to understand their concerns, their questions, and how they think. It makes sense, therefore, to include the user as much as possible in the creation of that content. But how do we go about doing that? Well, there's no one size fits all approach to creating content with users, but I found that a simple five step process works in many situations. This begins by finding out what questions, concerns and objections your site visitors may have. Whether you are creating new content or rewriting existing content, you should always uh, begin by asking what questions the user has. It's so tempting to just migrate existing content across from your new site, but that's not a good idea as I've written about before. Instead, begin your projects by gathering user questions. And there are some great tools to make that poke process painless. An online survey is a good place to begin. A tool like Questions from Optimal Workshop can help with that. By asking visitors of your website uh, what questions they have, you can build up a sizable list of answers that you need to provide. But don't stop there. Also look at what terms users enter into your site search and the terms that brought them to your site in the first place. Finally, take the time to interview some existing customers. Find out what questions that they had before they purchased. A tool like Reframer can be used to help manage all of this feedback and streamline the process. These questions will uh, become the basis of the content that you then produce for your site. But that should just be the beginning of involving your users um, in the content creation process. After all, we want content to be findable by users, and that means organizing it in in the way that they think, not the way that you structure your organization. Another common mistake when creating content is organizing it around the company structure, and instead, we need to be building it around the user's mental model. What makes sense to those within your organization will not be the same as what makes sense to the customer. Many think that creating an information architecture is about logically grouping content together, but that's not the case. Instead, it's about organizing the content in a way that the user will understand, and to be honest, that's not always logical. For example, would you place tomatoes alongside fruit and, uh, or vegetables in a supermarket? The logical thing to do would be place it in the fruit aisle because that's what a tomato is. But in truth, most of us expect to find tomatoes in the vegetable aisle. That's just how our minds work. This makes it hard to create a good information architecture without including the user in the process. A good place to start is with a simple card-sorting exercise. Take your questions and write them on separate cards. Then ask the users um, to group those cards together in a way that makes sense to them. Finally, ask them to label those groups with a title that makes sense from their perspective. This then will become the basis of your information architecture. The tricky part of this kind of card sorting exercise is getting access to users and also to analysing the results. Once again, there are tools out there that can help with this process. Optimal Sort allows you to carry out card sorting online so you could do it remotely. It also has some powerful tools for analysing the results. So with this draft information architecture in place, you can now begin to prototype. This provides yet more opportunity to involve the user and ensure the quality and findability of your content. Even when creating a site structure with users, you'll still need to make a lot of decisions. You'll need to make a lot of educated guesses, guesses that should then be tested. You have to be sure that users can find the information they're looking for. A tool such as TreeJack is perfect for this. TreeJack enables you to test your site structure against real user tasks, assign a user a task, and watch them try to navigate your site structure to find the answer they need. Of course, your site structure is only one aspect of finding content. Design and visual hierarchy are also important, especially on your homepage. If the user enters your site with a particular question, one wrong click can send them in the wrong direction. And that's why the first click matters so much. Studies have shown that if the user's first click takes them down the right path, then there's an 87% chance of them completing their task. That's why uh, we must take time to test the prototypes that we create and especially test those key pages. Something like Chalkmark is an example of a tool that can help you with this process. You can upload wireframes or design mockups and ask users to complete tasks. The application monitors where users first click and provides a heat map of the results. This makes it easy to see um, if the page hierarchy is working as designed. You will now know that you're answering the right questions and that the answers are findable. The question now becomes whether your content is persuasive enough, whether you are effectively addressing those questions and concerns. So here's a radical idea. If you want your copy to be relevant and appropriate, Ask your target audience to help you write it. You'll have to pay them for their time, but the result will be more relevant content. Consider running a workshop exercise with a group of users. Write the titles of each of your pages on an index card along with the questions that the page should answer. If you feel that there are existing web pages that address similar content, include those on the index cards too. Now, ask your users to take an index card, research the answer to the questions on the card, and draft a response. They can complete as many index cards as time allows. The advantage of this approach is that the answers will match the vocabulary and mental model of your audience. This content will need editing, of course, and you will have to ensure a consistent tone of voice and remove any errors. But it will throw up some surprising results and provide a good starting point for writing your final content. Involving the user in the creation of content is a great way of testing its relevance and findability. But as you add more content to your, um, and as your offering changes, you'll need to make sure that it remains relevant and findable. And that means reviewing content on a regular basis. This may feel like an impossible task in your organization. Your website might even consist of hundreds of thousands of pages. And no doubt there's pressure on you to keep adding more content, but that's not always a good thing. Every page you add to your website makes it harder for users to find the specific answer that they're looking for. In fact, in most cases, the majority of users want answers to only a handful of questions. By removing content, you actually make it easier for them to find those answers. The US Department of Health had 200,000 pages on their website and they deleted 150,000 and nobody noticed. Perhaps it's time for you to consider a similar approach. This will allow you time to test and improve your existing content rather than just keeping adding more and more. The reason the user is often excluded from the process of content creation is because including them takes time. And this is hard to do when you're always creating more content, and there's a pressure to do that. It's time to shift away from thinking about content production towards content relevancy. We need to build a culture of producing less content, but testing what we have often to ensure that it remains relevant to users' needs for as long as possible.